the playground. My name is Eddie Flewellen. I'm your host. And as mentioned before, this is the playground where the players come to play. And today, trust me, you're going to, uh, you're going to pretty much get a master class here. Wow. <laughs> or at least here's hoping anyway. <laughs> Pressure's on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, my guest today is Tom Schumann. And if you don't recognize him from his name, and you should because he's got quite the number of solo albums out, but let's go back to Spyro Gyra, keyboardist and, and co-leader with Spyro Gyra. Tom, first of all, thank you so, so, so much for doing this, for, for being My here. pleasure, Eddie. It's always great to talk to a fellow musician, a fellow keyboardist, and thank you. somebody who knows the business. Thank you. Knows <laughs> thank what you. we're all going through at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Right, right. Especially right now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and I've got like a list of, I mean, I've got like a week's worth of questions like to ask you. <laughs> so. I got time. Oh, hey, right? Don't we all right now? <laughs> so, so, but you know what? Let me. I guess the best place to start is from the beginning. Um, where you, 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 uh, like I said, you're a keyboard player, and you can see from the keyboards like back there, and I'm sure that barely scratches the surface of like the keys that you got, right? No, no, that's about it. Uh, I ordered, get out. I ordered another. No, I got rid of all my stuff, man. When I ah. East Coast, uh, I, I, you know, everything you can have everything in your phone now. Let pretty much. Pretty yeah. much basically controllers. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I like my M08 and my Yamaha M08 and I like my X50, my Korg X50. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that it's, does it. it's, it's so funny what you just said that like everything is on your phone. I was literally going to a session the other day and I have like my laptop and, and for what it just occurred to me out of the blue that, you know, hey, I remember back in the day that you'd have to go to a big building for this and it will cost you $100 per hour to record this and look at me and I'm carrying it like under my arm and it's free. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I have a, <laughs> Yamaha, I have a seven foot four Yamaha C7 oh. in my living room and mm -hmm. I use that sometimes to play, uh, but man, it, it doesn't hold a, a candle to uh, my ivory or, the, ah. yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. crazy. These samples yeah. that now are so dynamic and so, yeah sounding and you know nine foot Steinway at your fingertips that you can put mm -hmm. in a laptop right 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 now now with with that then I mean you you like you said you the the sounds are, are, are what they're doing as far as technology and matching the sounds I mean they're pretty much like pretty close you know how do you how, yeah it's scary it's scary as far as like the touch like on a regular piano what do you prefer I mean I I, I know the the obvious answer to that is like you know hey you know the grand is always like it but um as far as like a touch on a regular grand piano as opposed to like an electronic keyboard, oh, what, what is your? Absolutely, the impetus mm -hmm. on a uh, grand piano is way more intimate for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a great analogy. People Thank always, you. People always ask me, uh, you know, what do you prefer, keyboards or, or the piano? <laughs> okay. Well, the piano is like a real woman. And the keyboard, uh -huh. oh, up dolls. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll, and we'll leave that right there. <laughs> I didn't go I love too far it. into the R rating, did I? <laughs> no, 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 we're good. We're, we're totally good. We're totally good. So, and so with that then, uh, again, we're going back to the beginning. Now, your career, I mean, pretty much started like, you're like pretty much a child. I mean, when your professional career started. Um, uh, let's start with, with, with that. First of all, please tell us about your parents. I know your parents were like avid jazz, jazz pros. They were the reason that I became a musician. Uh, and they're the reason why I have a great attitude about all people of the world, all people of different colors and cultures. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being a white man mm -hmm. in this world, is, it's very embarrassing to wow. see how people mm -hmm. are behaving. 
you know, mm -hmm. and, you know it's just it's just mind-boggling now they cannot reach out and have empathy for mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. my, my father was the number one uh jazz bassist in buffalo new york he was the first pick everybody loved wally schumann you know wow okay because he was a really nice guy and I got some of that from him too. And he was mm -hmm. considerate to a fault. Mm -hmm. uh, he was always concerned about everybody else except himself. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. And uh, he met my mother on stage at a place in Buffalo that's no longer there called the Moon Glow. Okay. Uh, my mother was singing in a band and my father sat in with that band and that's where they wow. met. Okay. Okay. And it was like love at first downbeat. So, Is that right? <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, so when I grew up in a, in, in a house full of jazz legends like the Oscar Peterson trio and, and wow. Ella Fitzgerald and uh, wow. Sarah Vaughan and Carmen mm -hmm. McRae, all, all of their favorites. Mm -hmm. My father was a big fan of Ray Brown. I mean, mm -hmm. he thought Ray Brown was the greatest ever. And he was right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, right, so right. I first heard Oscar Peterson is when wow. I was six years old, six or seven right. years old, I was like listening to this piano player. And that's mm -hmm. where I started hearing piano. Wow. It was played by Oscar. That's the first indicator of how a piano should be played. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And yeah. again, I mean, you're like, you're, you're a kid. I mean, you're yeah. a, a, a child. To me, that was, he was my first idol. He was like, uh -huh. oh my God, I, I want to uh -huh. be like this guy when I grow up. Wow. Wow. Okay. I didn't really know much about him. I just heard his music and, uh, you know, and I've been trying to get half as good as he was. Please, man. I, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a great, it's a great uh, bar to try and set. Uh -huh. It know, really is. Uh, so to reach for the sky, you know. There you go. My parents go. brought us up, um, of, of course, in Buffalo. And when it obviously became, you know, apparent that I wanted to be a musician, they really dissuaded me. They said, no, no, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be somebody that, you know, makes good money, that you uh -huh. don't have to go through this pain and suffering that musicians uh -huh. do. You don't have to go through the, the period of drugs and alcohol abuse <laughs> and, you know, on and on and on and on. It's like, okay, well, thanks for the warning, but... I want to be a musician. There you go. There you go. And how loving on, on their part. I mean, if they recognize like the, the hurts they go through and they don't want that to, to come upon their, their, their child. Are you an only child in the family or are there others? Oh, I have an older brother. And he's also oh. very talented in classical music. He's a, he's a bassist, uh, a wow. bassist, like my dad. Uh-huh. Right. But more classically trained. And he's okay. a singer. He's like, a, like my mother. He's, a, he's like, I call him the, the Pavarotti of Western New York. There you go. <laughs> beautiful voice. He's a, he's got a beautiful voice, and you know he he married a a woman who is an amazing classical pianist and accompanist who can read anything. You put anything in front of her, she just starts. Whining. What? What? Whining. Disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, I am a little jealous because I never right. really did get that down. I never got sight reading down. You know, I I, I find that very hard to believe. Really, well, seriously. I found out that Oscar Peterson wasn't a good sight reader either. I remember, I did read that. I did read that. And, and he's another one where it's like, get out of here, get out of town. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it, it, the way I do it is I figure it out. I, I learn the notes. It's better if I have something to, to listen to. Mm -hmm. so I mm -hmm. hear. And mm -hmm. then I memorize.
visualize it and then I can play it with more feel and with more emotion. And then instead of mm -hmm. thinking about, are these notes correct that are coming off this paper? Ah. But anyway, okay. um, yeah, I mean, they, they heard me play when I was, I think, 11 years old in, in church. Um, and, you know, I was raised in Catholic school and uh, every day at eight in the morning or whenever, whatever time we had to go to church right. and before school. And for a while, they kind of hired me for five dollars a gig to play the <laughs> which, organ. Which for us, that was a lot of money now. Come on now. Yeah, and it was funny, too, because I was an altar boy uh -huh. as well. And I was, wow. I was also a Boy Scout. So I was like, wonderful. You, you were working. Yeah, I was working, man. And it was funny because they would always, the, the priest would always, or the Monsignor would always send an altar boy who was a friend of mine up uh -huh. to pay me. <laughs> it was, it was a little manila envelope with $5 in it. Like, okay, here's your money. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> you have that look like, I'm not getting paid. Why are you getting paid? You know. <laughs> wow. That's funny. That's funny. And, 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 and do you play, you played organ in, in church? Yeah, I, I didn't reach the pedals, uh, so I, you know, kind of had to use left-hand bass. That was my next question. How did you do that, being so young, <laughs> being a little guy? But I had to try and, you know, make do, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sometimes I would mess up, and the, the <laughs> look up at me like, like that, and I'm like, <laughs> hey. you know, you hired an 11-year-old. What do you want? Right, right. <laughs> right, right. When they heard me uh, playing an organ in church, they, they said, okay, let, we mm -hmm. surrender. Let's just get them lessons. It's, and fortunately for me, they knew all the, the greatest pianists in Buffalo and, and jazz people. And the, one after another, I just got private lessons from so many people. Okay. But, so let me, let me ask you, like you said, as far as like the private lessons and everything, was it a formal thing where, you know, hey, you got to go here and you're going to be here for like an hour and we're going to pay this person? Or... I mean, you just kind of touched upon that where you had like, I mean, all of your instructors were like people that were out there gigging. Yeah, but I also had classical lessons from okay. a woman named Sandra Holland. Okay. And that was the structured lesson. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I had to go every week and she gave me, you know, something that I had to learn. I had to learn Bach. I had to learn Beethoven and Chopin. And uh, she gave me the Hannons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, I do it in every key. You know how they were—they were all in C. Right, right. You do it in every key. Well, well, well almost. I, <laughs> kind of at it ish. I got up to E flat, and that was it. <laughs> you know, you're going fourths. You know. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that right. was that was great. And and what what the problem was is uh, when she. Uh, she gave me these pieces of music, like I would learn Fur Elise, you know, da, 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 you know, mm -hmm. I'd play it and then I'd start improvising on it. And she's like, okay. what do you, stop that. Right, right, right. I'm glad you touched on that too. Cause did I read somewhere, I, th I think I read somewhere, or is this urban legend and I wrote it down. The Chopin piece, um, the prelude in E minor, that you did that with that piece. And that's like one of my favorite, one of my all time favorite, like I'm sure like with other keyboardists or whatever, that's one of the all time classical pieces. That you took that one and you improvised that one. You made like a jazz kind of a thing. It, well, it, here's, here's the thing, uh, you ju that's funny you should m mention that, Chopin and E minor, because I did a radio, my first radio broadcast mm -hmm. was in 1970. Yeah, just before my 12th birthday. Just before, everybody, listen, just before his 12th birthday. <laughs> Yeah, 
I was on the radio. They were interviewing me uh, about my piano work. And this teacher that I told you about, Sandra Holland, right. uh -huh. on the station. Mm -hmm. And it was an all African-American station. It was uh, WUFO in Buffalo. Okay. Okay. Um, and it, they wanted to know what I was going to play. And it, it, everything was on tape. I mean, we, I had a friend, right. the guy who played drums with me, uh, Charlie Fidele. And I decided to do... Chopin in E, e minor, Chopin mm -hmm. Prelude in E minor. Mm -hmm. And then I did How Insensitive with oh, my dad on bass. Right. On drums. Because uh -huh. they were very similar. Right. The vibe, you know, and all that. Uh -huh. that's, what, that's what they played on their radio. And they, <laughs> and they interviewed me, and uh, it was really funny. I still have that interview. Uh, that Are you serious? Like, yeah. Wow. Uh -huh. Hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to now, the, now, are you talking about the way the whole interview went, or that performance, or 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 everything? The interview. The, 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 oh. To hear my chippy, my, my little monk chip, you know, chip monk <laughs> voice. You know. Uh, first thing out of my mouth was "Hello, people everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you don't remember, but you're, I'm sure you're probably feeling like, "Hey, hey, I, hey, I'm the I'm the pro here. I'm the master." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, the group that was on after us was the uh, the New Temptations, I think they called themselves. Okay. They did okay. a version of Cloud Nine a cappella in the studio live, and I was like, Oh God, I got a really? lot. To, I got a lot to learn. I had a tape, you know. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. so the, the now you 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 mentioned you're from Buffalo and in the R and B world. Are you familiar with with Rick James and the Stone City Band and all that? Right, right. Did um, is it possible that you guys may have crossed paths or whatever, or do do you know any of them, or you guys do know each other? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, Jay Beckenstein, the saxophonist who started the band, uh -huh. had like a little deal going with Rick. Who started Spirogyra? Yeah, who started Spirogyra? Uh -huh. um, he had a little deal going with Rick that they we they would share the studio time. So that's uh -huh. that's how the first Spirogyra record got made. Was because uh -huh. Rick and Jay kind of collaborated on sharing the studio time. Is that Jay, right? Jay, Jay tells it better than me. He knows all the details better than me because uh -huh. uh -huh. he didn't share that too much with everybody. But uh, yeah, I was going to say with with Rick James, I shudder to think of what the details are. Well, it's it's you know it's just they I guess somebody would pay either Jay paid for the studio time and and gotcha. and, and Rick came in and, and just used it. Uh, nice. I don't know what, what, what the deal was, but mm -hmm. uh, Jay played in the horn section. Mm -hmm. in, in, Rick's, in Rick's horn section? Yep. And never nice. got any credit. Never got uh -huh. any credit. But uh, the story that I, I was told was when Rick showed up the, for the first record, mm -hmm. and you know Billy Nunn, right? Yes, yes, keyboard player. Yeah, yeah. Another, another keyboard master. Friends, yeah. He's in, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't want to go off on a tangent. Anyway. <laughs> and that's okay. Please, please go off on a tangent. We're good. <laughs> Rick shows up, up pulls this vintage Ro Rolls Royce. Mm -hmm. Rick, nobody knows who he is. Okay. Never heard okay. of Rick James. This okay. Is first time anyway. <laughs> okay. Now this is before he became like, before, before he's he, like Rick James. Okay. he was well known. Got it. Vintage Rolls Royce. Get out, girl on each side, models. What? Fur coat, full long hair thing. He was a star before anybody. Before he was a star. Walked in, he was a star. He, he uh, directed the, the studio session like he was a star. 
he'd forget it. I mean, that attitude, wow. everybody believed it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. How can you not make him a star? Right, right. So that was, you learn a lot from, from that. I mean, confidence and, and uh -huh. I mean, if only he hadn't uh, touched, dabbled in the, you know, trappings. Of <laughs> right. He would still be with us today, but. Right. What happens, some of us uh, go all the way to the uh, grave and some of us nip it in the bud and say, okay, I'd rather live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's, wow. That's how we got started. That's how the first record got made is there's, Something happened between Rick and Jay, and, and we, they shared studio time. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they remained main friends, I guess, until until Rick's death or whatever. Always, you know. That's good. Every time we'd go to Buffalo to play, Rick would be there. Wow, that's and awesome. He'd be incognito. You wouldn't. Of course, whatever that is with Rick James. <laughs> in, in full, you know, image. He would uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> you know. But, okay. He was, he was a great guy to know. Wow. Wow. So, so you, you, um, let's see, I got this with, with Birthright. Okay, you've done like your thing with the church and all that stuff, and then you kind of moved on and, and you played with like a whole bunch of bands there in Buffalo, right? And then please tell us about, um, um, Birthright, was that your first band? The first uh, full on band that you played with? That, that record, that, that uh, recording, that actually got a record out? That's a, that's a good question. I think I was in other bands and I was on recording sessions. Have you mm -hmm. ever heard of Barney Perry? of the Blackbirds, he's saying- uh, The he Blackbirds, wrote, yes. Yeah, he wrote Walking in Rhythm. Wow, okay. Yeah. And I assume, I assume he's, he sang it. Yes, he was- Wow, Barney Perry, Perry. Guitar okay. Player. Mm -hmm. he, he actually got me to be in his band for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. And we played in some clubs and, and we went to, we, my first trip to New York City was with Barney and his wow. band. And we mm -hmm. played a place called the Continental Baths. <laughs> I think it's a place where Bette Midler was discovered. Oh, why does, why, why does that figure? <laughs> it was a very different kind of experience because I, I had no idea of that culture of, of the, you know, L, LGB uh -huh. the culture. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. how I learned about that is the concept. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. The dressing room mm -hmm. was all glass. See mm -hmm. Wow, wow. But anyway, it was great experience. I was maybe 15, 16 years old uh, and wearing a hat and sunglasses. So I looked older and mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so then what happened was when I met Jay Beckenstein, I met him, he was with the Buffalo Jazz Ensemble mm -hmm. in 74, 73, around those, those times, same time mm -hmm. that I was in all these other bands. And it was a great, thing that was happening in the Buffalo Jazz Ensemble because they really integrated a lot of the great black players from Buffalo with all the great Italian players and, and all the other white guys. I mean, it's the only one in Buffalo, only band in Buffalo that did that at that time. Okay. That was spearheaded by a guy named Phil DeRay. Okay. And Phil DeRay knew who I was because everybody knew who I was through my father. Because everybody okay. loved he introduced me to Jay Beckenstein, which got me started with playing gigs with Jay. Right. And Joe Ford. Joe Ford was also in the Buffalo Jazz Ensemble, part of the horn section. Joe Ford okay. and Paul Gresham are the guys that started Birthright. Along oh. Oscar Abaday, you know. Okay. Okay. So was, <clears throat> when they caught wind of my talents at that age, 
everybody wanted a piece of me. Everybody wanted me to, you know, be in their band. So wow. I, was in, I was in a pop band. I was in a, uh, uh, you know, mostly African-American jazz, mm -hmm. you know, avant-garde mm -hmm. band. I was, mm -hmm. you know, I was in, oh, maybe five or six bands at the time. Right. And it was a great time because I was- So the Buffalo music scene, I mean, that was, that was quite the scene. I mean, it was oh, definitely happening. Then. Rochester, New York as well. It was a lot of places to go and play. And, and being in the, I, my father took me to the union and I became a member at the age of 16 of the Buffalo <laughs> Musicians Union. I'm still a member to this day. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not at the Buffalo Union. I, I transferred to the Las Vegas Union. Um, mm -hmm. I went in and they, I had to audition in front of the uh, Vincent Pelletier, his name was, uh, he was uh -huh. president at the time. And to join the union? Yeah, to join the union. You had to uh, audition. I for, you know, I totally forgot about that. That was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I totally forgot you had an audition to be in the union. You know, man, that's right. That's right. He, he says, okay, sit down and play something, you know. Uh -huh. So what do I do? I play, I remember Clifford, Oscar Peterson's version. Are you serious? <laughs> I didn't get to the bridge before he says, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a proud moment. <clears throat> and, and I'm sure, I'm sure. And again, at 16 years old. Oh yeah, but at 16, I had already, you know, uh, amassed a, a bunch of standards, and you know, I, I mm -hmm. really was into playing jazz. I I mm -hmm. playing like trio. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess the reason I kind of stay on that is because I mean, you, you think now, like where kids are now, and I mean, even back then, at that age, I mean, we were more concentrated on something like going out to play, going out to play, <laughs> you know. And then you know, were, were they as like focused on it as you were then? And I guess with like all the influences that you had around you, you couldn't help but be focused. Well, also, and I was listening to your uh, bio of, of your upbringing. Uh -uh. I had uh -uh. a hard time. I had a hard time in school, especially high school. Mm. Mm. There, were, there was a jock school and it was all about the, the sports guys. And mm -hmm. They really had their way with me. I mean, they bullied the hell out of me. Oh my gosh. And, and here's another thing. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows this, but for some reason in Western New York, <clears throat> back in those early seventies, it was considered normal to go to swim class completely nude. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So all the boys, it, was, it wasn't co-ed of course, but it was- Right, right, right. All the boys, you know, went nude and all the girls had another thing. We were all in the raw. What? I was five foot six, 250 pounds. Okay. okay. They, they had a ball with me. They, had, they were like <laughs> laughing and even the, even the teacher uh -huh. got involved and, in, in, you know. Even the teacher was involved. Me. Yeah, fat shaming me and I ran home after that first day in uh, swim class and I told my mother, I'm not going to school until you get me a pass out of gym. Okay, now I misunderstood. You were just talking about like, your, that was your size you were talking about. Yeah. Wow, okay. I was a very fat kid. I was, uh -huh. I, I, I was that was a lot of emotional eating back then. You know? Okay. I would, you know, okay. be allowed to stay up and, let, and watch late night TV. And then mm -hmm. whenever there was a commercial, I'd go into this kitchen and break. Make, sandwich mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah I, I packed it on oh wow wow yeah it was a real rough time and uh you know I, it's okay because you know I, it just made me stronger and you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
or it's kind of funny though too because i remember those days in high school too you know I, i'm playing piano and all that stuff and for me you know to be you know at, at that time you know to be the black guy who's playing like bach and beethoven and this and that and the other it's like no 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 james brown you get what 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 is this what is this you know how dare you play our white music <laughs> <laughs> the things that we take pride on <laughs> right and, and again on the other side for me it's like how dare you play that music you should be playing our music you know and i i, I got it. i mean thing about me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do I play? Why why aren't you playing like Liberace? Ah, uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. why are you playing like Oscar Peterson? Now this mm -hmm. is my parents. These are right. that heard me play. Mm -hmm. said, are you kidding? Have you have you heard Oscar Peterson play? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Can open your mind, you know. So, uh oh, we lost you. Are you there? Are beautiful. There are great people. So, gotcha. gotta learn. Got to learn from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days. I had no idea that this crap would, would last this long, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Even from back then, and again, I mean, you talk about like a storied career, man. I mean, you you worked. I mean, Spiral Gyra at 16 years old. I mean, yep. Yep. do you, it, 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 man, like I said, I have so many questions. I mean, what is your thinking then? I mean, is, is this, okay, we're going to like do records and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I mean, at 16, it's like, where your mind is like someplace else, you guys were focused enough to where, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I mean, what, how, how was that? I mean, well, I, I wasn't really involved in the business end. I mean, mm -hmm. Jack Beckenstein was, was pretty sharp when it came to business. Uh, you know, even at that age. Well, he wasn't, he was, he's seven years older than me. So, oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So he was in his twenties and he okay. had, he just graduated college and, uh, so, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he, he was on a mission. He was, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to put this band together. We're going to go on the road. We're going to, you know, he got the best musicians that he could get at the time. To mm -hmm. uh, One of them being Tom Schumann, of course. Me and uh, Jeremy Wall, who was the actual keyboardist that grew up with Jay mm -hmm. in Long Island. That's where they came from. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently Jay's aunt lived in Buffalo. So uh, their parents sent him to UB you know, because it was, you know, more affordable and mm -hmm. uh, he could stay with his aunt until, you know, he got to, so that was that story. And that's right. how they got involved in the whole Buffalo music scene. Uh, okay. And so that's how it all got started. And, and, uh, and then when we started going on the road, oh my God, it was, it was chaos. I mean, the first gig we, we did outside of Buffalo was in New Orleans and it was mm -hmm. a place called Jed's. Mm -hmm. Probably not there anymore, but uh, mm -hmm. We took this long, we, he got an RV and a truck and we had all of our, you know, instruments and, and everything in the truck. And we just hightailed it, you know, down 95, <laughs> got, got our way, made our way and I don't know, 50 some hours it took us to get to uh -huh. uh, New Orleans. We uh -huh. finally get to the address and the guy is in, the, in there like cleaning up or something. I said, he said, what are you, what are you guys doing here? He says, we got a gig here. He says, no, you don't. I what canceled. i said i canceled that a week ago and said, nobody ever told us <laughs> man oh man oh man before cell phones you know uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh. and so this this is your first gig <laughs> yeah. so we ended up actually playing for the door oh, okay whoever walked in and heard music you know paid like a dollar at the door uh-huh 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 so did you did you make the money back or <laughs> no i mean okay like eight people in the audience 
Wow. Okay. Introducing the audience to us. <laughs> What's your name, sir? You know, that's, uh, that's Joe from Thibodeau, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, there was a lot of drinking and, and of course. partying and, and all that crap. And, and mm -hmm. it's just a miracle that I, you know, I survived not going to college and not having that kind of structure. You know? uh -huh. uh -huh. Going from basically, I was a junior in high school. No, I was mm -hmm. a senior. Mm -hmm. Dropped out. Mm -hmm. Why? You know? Right. <laughs> why even? Right. Right, right, right. How, how, how is this going to apply to what I want to do? <laughs> then went right on the road and just, it hasn't ended since. Now, this, to this year is the first time in, I think, ever I've been in one place in eight months. Through no fault of your own. Let's, 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 you know. It's the first time. Is even it? when I was a kid, I, I, my parents would move a lot. And, mm hmm uh, mm hmm now, how, how, since, since we're there, how are you handling that as far as, I mean, you know, because being creative such as you are, and we haven't even touched upon like your solo albums and all that stuff. And I, I mean, man, I, there's so many adjectives I could use for like your, your work, your solo work. I mean, just awesome work. How are you, like I said, being creative, how are you handling like this period that we're living in now? It's actually been really good for me. Obviously, I, again, I got a hold of the Noom thing and I, you know, mm -hmm. I control i heard about all these people gaining weight you know uh, mm -hmm. i didn't want that to happen again so i decided this is it this is the last time i'm going to lose weight oh wow okay i've got it i think i've got this down now i'm never going to go back up okay uh, the other thing that's been happening is i've been learning the technology of zoom and yes ah. studio uh-huh uh -huh. i don't know if you can see this but i've got <clears throat> there's my side cam oh nice nice okay overhead keys cam very nice and you know then there's the drum uh, my garage is my drum room you know, okay okay there's all okay. cams together and you said you have an overhead keys overhead keys camera yeah where that's awesome right there. okay Can you see that uh, yes yes so, okay so I'm, I'm only asking as far as that because I teach piano as well. And I've been trying to find like the perfect thing. I have like a little thing sitting there, but it kind of like, I'm, I'm on the little phone that sits here, but it kind of like does this thing where, you know, oh, the I bottom do. part of the keyboard goes like that, you know, it's like kind of like oh, up in that kind of way. Well, but I like that. Kind of hard to get a good angle, but this kind of yeah. just my hands on both keyboards, you know. That's great. That's great. Now, is that on the ceiling or is that on a stand that's, that's looking down over that? There's a baffle. Um, there's a baffle over here. I don't know. Okay. If see it from here. I'd have to move the camera. No, that's okay. Uh, okay. There's a baffle that I have up, you know, in my studio. You know how we have have to have the foam mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Baffle mm -hmm. I got from my next door neighbor when I first moved here. So oh, okay. He says, "Do you want these things? I don't know what to do with them." I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I take them." Right. Right. They're the perfect, the perfect fabric, uh -huh. Velcro to stick to. Oh, okay, I put, I put, okay. I guess you'd call it the male version of Velcro. Right, right. <laughs> uh-huh. It just sticks wherever I want it to be on that. Bathroom. Nice, nice, okay, okay. Again, I mean, I, that's what I'm learning. I, I'm learning how to, because I feel as though this is gonna be the only way I'm gonna be able to charge, you know, for a <laughs> Uh-huh. I think mm -hmm. people will, 
will tune in and they'll they'll pay their whatever 10 bucks whatever to see me play understood but i want it to be quality and i've got the irig stream this and that totally is talking to you from uh through my board in okay irig stream mm -hmm. i got this lavalier mic uh-huh uh-huh uh, you know i got four cameras uh they're all webcams but they're pretty good quality and uh so that's what i'm preparing for and mm -hmm. learning in the past and I'll, i'm also writing some singles and uh i have two singles out, actually three singles that i put out mm -hmm. since the beginning of this whole pandemic mm -hmm. um, i did uh a one called the candy store is open the candy store is open okay okay no i have not okay. i have not google that i'm sure it, it'll... that's on youtube it's i don't know somebody must uh, some somewhere out there <laughs> Okay. Call the candy stores open. You can't expect any money from anything anymore. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And then I put out one called Centropy. It's Centropy. Like a fusion thing. Okay. And I just did one with the, the great Skip Martin uh, called Let's Stay at Home. Oh, wow. Wow. It's an old uh, ballad that I wrote a long time ago. It used to be called Why Can't We Stay in Love? And it was mm -hmm. trying to put my first marriage to back together again. And mm -hmm. you know, if mm -hmm. I wrote a song with my wife at the time, my first wife, um, mm -hmm. that might help. But mm -hmm. no, <laughs> but, but you tried a valiant effort. Great job of rewriting it and turning it into something that's current. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's stay at home. And it's basically, hey, you've got, you know, people that love you at home. Why don't you, you know, get to know them? Let's, you know, let's stay at home. Let's play games. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Board games and you know watch TV together. And, you know, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, um, and and just for the, the those who don't know, the the great Skip Martin that that the, <laughs> the great Skip Martin that Tom is, is referring to is the trumpet player Skip, cool in the gang Skip. Cool in the gang. Yes. Great yes. singer as well. Uh, great singer and great person. Great 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 and, guy. And mm -hmm. yeah, we, mm -hmm. we went fishing just uh, about a week ago together he loves you went him. fishing yeah he went, <laughs> he's crazy man he's <laughs> always he's always doing something man that's one thing i learned from skip is like schedule your day you know don't just wow. up and be depressed you know <laughs> schedule your day what am i going to get accomplished today i'm, I'm, I'm writing that down schedule yeah. your yeah, day as if you really have a job to go to don't get up and get don't get up and be depressed right it, 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 and these days now, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like there, especially like I said, creatives. It's like, I have nothing to create for. Yes, you do. Yeah, you have, uh, yes, you do. They, they always say that everybody, there's a great book in everybody. So mm. nothing mm. else. Sit down and start writing your story, you know. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's one thing I learned from Skip. He's always calling me and saying, okay, I think we should do a Christmas thing now. You know, mm -hmm. it's almost Christmas time. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very motivational, man. Excellent, excellent. Wow, that's great. There's a great book in everybody. I like that. And and I think I've I've gotten maybe four or five good clients this year during this whole lockdown uh -huh. that have come into my studio and I've you know I've have uh, paid for my services to nice produce their music, and it all comes out cool. really good. I'm I'm making use of my studio. That's mm -hmm. uh, Taken me ten years to get it together to the point where I'm. It's flawless, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, I'm real proud of what uh, comes out of this studio. It's shoebox 
Studios, it's called. And if you go to S Shoebox. Yeah, Shoebox, S C A Shoebox. S C H U B O X Studios Thank you. Shoebox Studios. By the way, I like one of the the uh the album uh titled the C D titled uh Schumann Nature. Oh yeah, thank you. Genius. That was a long time ago, man. That was when we were in Bethesda, Maryland at the time. Genius. And I want to first met Cora Coleman. Uh, Cora Coleman went on to play with Prince. Uh-huh. Be the musical director for Beyonce. Right. Oof. Wow. Wow. Let, let me let me ask you a question. As as far as and again, I'm I'm re going back to the creative part. What is your like songwriting process? I mean, again, I mean, we're here in a place where uh, a lot of people are thinking, you know, I have nothing to create for. Um, right. What? How? How do you? How do you approach your songwriting? Even in a normal circumstance, and I guess in this case, it's like, is, is it a different kind of writing, or is it a different process, or, or? I like to call it improvisational writing. Okay. Okay. Uh, which I didn't. It's not new. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if you're familiar with Weather Report, no. Mm -hmm. Was an improvisational writer. Mm -hmm. uh, go into his studio and basically set up a groove of any kind that made him mm -hmm. feel good, mm -hmm. and he would just play. And he'd play into his sequencer, or he'd you know he'd record whatever he's playing, and he'd capture something that you know turned him on. It's you know it's like okay, mm. this this is cool, this is different, you know. Mm. And, he'd, and he'd edit it from there, and it became a song. Then he'd have to write it all out, mm. right? Everybody that came in to play it, right, right, right. That's right. basically what I do. Is I I set up. I can show you right now. Please, please. I, 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 I thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, you asked me if, if I was set up, if I would be set up. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> look at this. Look at how it just, just, just switches cameras. I love that. I love it. So I, I have this Korg X50. Mm -hmm. Are you mm -hmm. seeing it? Yes. Yep. Uh, this is a great little, little axe because it's really uh, light. Uh-huh. Easy to like throw on your back and, and go to a gig, but you know, with just a case on your back. Mm -hmm. and, uh, got great mm -hmm. sound. It's got you know the greatest string sounds and you know the horns. I have also this rack full uh -huh. of other modules that are midied together. Right, right, thick. Right. And then of course I like my Yamaha keyboard. Of course, know. of course. You, you use the ES7 or ES8. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, anyway, it's a great uh, combination, and I have this. You hearing it? Yes, yes. I can swell in strings with the pedal. Yes. Okay, the next Yes. Song. Uh huh. Well, so, uh, most of the time, oh, I have it on auto switch. So mm -hmm. go back and forth between the top camera and this, and the, you know, side camera. <laughs> The, wait a minute, say that again, the cameras? Oh, yes. It's on auto switch? Auto, yeah, you can have whatever sequence of cameras that you have, you can have it auto switch or auto transition to the other cameras. See, for those, see, see, I told you this was going to be a master class. I, I knew it, I knew it. I knew it. plenty of time to learn this stuff. I knew it going. <laughs> uh-huh. One, one way I, I write is to sit at a piano, mm -hmm. not like this, but at, at the piano, the real piano, mm -hmm. uh -huh. staff paper. Right. And then 
Again, improvise what I'm doing right now. Right. And if I run into something that is different, okay. a lot of it has been done, obviously. There's a million ways that we can steal from one another. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually... We're, we're, we're not stealing, we're just permanently borrowing. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll start writing it out, you know. And oh, okay. Sometimes I'll be puttering around at the piano down there and my wife will run down the stairs and say, what was that? Wow, wow. Now, now you've mentioned something different. Now, does she recognize when this is like something you haven't played before? Yeah, she does. Okay. You better write that down. And wow. Like, Done. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll try to remember, I'll try to remember what it was I played. And <laughs> the other way I write is to set up in the studio mm -hmm. uh, this keyboard that has a whole bunch of cool little sequence grooves. Mm. Oh, okay. If I can find something that, you know, kind of grooves, uh -huh. then I just start playing some stuff, you know? Okay. Inspirational, you know? So there's one thing that I, I was toying with today before your, your session. Uh-huh. I hear you. to go off a minor third. Ooh, nice. I felt that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to C minor. Let me, let me just let me just process that. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's different ways to, to uh -huh. do things. I love doing this this way because you know there's so many cool little things in here. Mm -hmm. you know, so you, you you start out by find just just finding a groove and just going from there. Enjoy myself, you know, and and right. fun, you know. Enjoy yourself. Wow, yeah. what a concept. Yeah, all right. So we'll uh -huh. have to at it. Uh -huh. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Got that cool little thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just, you know, it's just having nice. fun. Just having fun. Well, here's another cool one. Is this little little thing here? Uh -huh. 
You hear that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then you got this like little James Brown group. Yeah. There he, that's James. <laughs> gotta go to E. Gotta go to E on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. Remembers what you played, right? A little guitar riff on that. Oh, okay. You gotta make okay. sure when you change keys. Right. the top one? Oh, this is the uh, Korg X50. Oh, okay. okay. I've had this for at least 15 years. I can see why. <laughs> but it's, it's like, you know, it's uh-huh. really light. It's got uh-huh. these little handles. Mm-hmm. So you can throw it on anything. I put it on my, uh, here, let me go back to the other camera. Okay. Okay. Back my, and put it on top of my uh, board. Okay. And got it. And write music with it, uh, you know, with my, uh, with my soft, mm-hmm. you know, my software for you know doing publishing quality music charts, and and the X fifty has got like all those 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 rhythms and grooves in there as well. Yeah, and is nice. I think every sound has a little rhythm behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can turn that off and just use the sound. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the now, has like this, you know, this kind of like orchestral, you know, uh, right on that's like wow i've used it in recordings as well nice nice now do you wait do you wait for the inspiration to hit you do, uh, you, do you do you wait for inspiration or do you just go to work as as, as you said no, earlier? no i i'm not like skip where i you know he he kind of schedules himself no matter what whatever comes okay. out yeah. i okay. wait until i'm like oh i gotta i gotta play something uh, okay it's okay. like a need you know uh. <laughs> What I heard, uh, I, when I heard uh, when you're really into exercising, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never broken into this, this way of thinking, but after you exercise or get into a, a routine, you know, and, and you fall out, your body starts going, hey, man, I got oh. to run. We gotta, oh, okay. We got okay. to lift some more weights. You know, mm-hmm. your body learns mm-hmm. to need it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I haven't gotten there yet. That's the next hurdle uh, you know I'm, I'm glad to touch upon that too because i mean I've, I've had this conversation with with a lot of people off camera and and tom and i did talk about this you mentioned noom you know the product there right. um how much health does i mean your physical health does have a lot to do with, with with this with your creative health yeah but i mean let's face it it's it's really not rocket science how are you going to be able to do anything if you're sick mm, there wow it's not rocket science you know mm-hmm. and and the way people eat in this country especially mm-hmm. It's just, you're just asking for a heart attack and diabetes mm-hmm. and you're right. it's all in the food. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. all in the food and it's all in how much food we eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, is, this country is based on, you know, supersizing everything. Right, right, right. <laughs> the other thing that- we're, no, we're not the fattest country on earth for nothing. <laughs> I, really, yeah. and I feel sorry for these people because they, they just basically got sucked into the, the hype, you know, the, all the commercials. I mean, we're, there's a barrage of hamburger commercials at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a 
Berger at 11 o'clock at night. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, what I also learned with Noom is, oh, my God, how many calories mm-hmm. every day? Mm-hmm. Because you have to mm-hmm. log in everything you eat. Wow, okay. And okay. it helps you search for that thing that you're eating, you know, and okay. what the actual calories are for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you go, you go, yeah, I like the, uh, you know, McDonald's, you know, Big Mac or whatever, six, 700 calories. I was going to say some ungodly number of calories. Yeah. But, right. you know, people will have that and the fries and right. the shake. You're right. talking 12, 1300 calories already. And don't forget the Diet Coke. <laughs> and then uh, that's just for one meal. So mm-hmm. I think the average American has to be consuming over 5,000 calories a day. And, and they're not really, most people aren't really that active. Mm-hmm. They're either in front, of their cam- uh, in front of their computer or they're in front of the television or, mm-hmm. you know, if anything, mm-hmm. walking to and from the car. Right, right. And call that exercise. <laughs> that's as good as it gets. Uh-huh. More and more people at Walmart on you know, those little scooters. Uh, <laughs> even, right. Even, you know. That's true. All people mm-hmm. are riding the scooters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's all, it's all mathematics. Now, when I went to Europe and I saw the way people lived there, very high quality of life, very, mm-hmm. uh, the, the whole world is built around quality of life. Mm-hmm. It's all about beautiful buildings, beautiful parks, beautiful places to go on promenades. And when they eat, they eat very little. Mm-hmm. Really good fight. I always wondered why French people are not as big as a house. Because they, Thank you. Their food is so rich and mm-hmm. so packed with, with calories. I mean, it's rare to see a, a French person actually finish anything. Wow. They will have mm. a couple of bites. Mm-hmm. They're satisfied. And that's it. That's the way they were, they were raised, man. Wow. We're wow. raised. Hey, I'm in the country, the, the land of the free. I can have as much as I want. And that's boy, okay. and, and that's what we do. And, and pull up a chair and just, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and I mean, here, here we're, we're, we're in the town of, of uh, uh, Excess. you know, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, and, and just, before, just before we started recording, I was telling Tom before we started recording as far as like how great he looks. And Tom, you do, you look awesome. Thank really you. do. And, you, and Tom said, you know, hey, you can go online and see how you look. <laughs> and, and now, and like I said, I mean, by comparison, man, you look, you look great. But I'm, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I'm able to, uh, but this is the, it's the psychological thing. It's not mm-hmm. just going on a diet mm-hmm. and restricting yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Learn what it is that satisfies you for the least amount of calories. Ah, mm-hmm. I like my Subway chopped tuna salad. Mm-hmm. 310 <laughs> calories, Eddie. Mm-hmm. 310 calories. You get them to mix and chop that whole thing up. I get all the vegetables I like, you know, the, the black olives and, and the banana peppers and uh-huh. lots of pepper and right, and right. I, in the, the tuna with the salad and it's satisfying i walk away full and it's and, and, and not and not feeling not feeling full if, if you know what i mean i, yeah. I feel full I feel mm-hmm. full. oh okay and okay i never but i mean you know some of it some of i mean full is like oh <laughs> you know i actually walk away full but, but that's because I'm, i've learned how to shrink my stomach now and mm-hmm. and and learn when i get that feeling that okay i i can't eat another bite you know mm-hmm. I used mm-hmm. to, 
I used to really, I mean, my <laughs> wife, my wife, I feel so sorry for my wife. Also, it shows you how much she loves me. She married me when I was like 260, 265. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And she had the misfortune of seeing me eat all I can eat. Wow. We'd go to the buffets and I'd do five, six full plates mm. back and mm. forth. And then dessert. Of course. <laughs> no. It's not complete without dessert. And of course, the dessert is like a mountain. <laughs> be six, 7,000 calories in a sitting, you know. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's just mind-boggling how I mm. got to, but you know what happened with my wife back in the 90s late 90s mm -hmm. i think it was the late 90s mm -hmm. she has she had some health problems of her own and she went to this place in aguadilla puerto rico called uh, ann wigmore okay. institute of health and it's all living food so they they wake you up in the morning you take wheatgrass juice and you have all straight from the ground no meats no dairy it's it's all vegan and it's all amazing food and they mm -hmm. teach how to make it tasty and, and and all that and she came back after what a week and a half or two weeks she had dropped like four dress sizes she was talking wow. a minute about how great <laughs> the program is and how we should change our lifestyle and we're going to live longer for this and we're going to have we're going to be bright lights mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. constantly dimming the way most mm -hmm. people so mm -hmm. uh yeah, and then she put me on it, and, and I had been on the borderline of type 2 diabetes. And I know that my wow. doctor said, hey, man, you know, you got to do something, man, because, you know, pretty soon we're going to have to start you on insulin, you know. Wow. Okay. My brother is full-blown. Oh, so sorry. Mm -hmm. um, so I took her, uh, you know, her advice, and we changed our diet, and, and at least I, I was on it for like two months, I think. Nine. Okay cured wow wow and if i if i remember correctly because that, that was a minute ago you said like your 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 changeover started uh pre-covid i mean you were already working on it before this but okay. i again it was hard to go on the road mm -hmm. and get this food mm. Mm. this organic you know it everything is deli tray you know mm, right after right the, you go to the the you know the gas station and get <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's just not, you know, a, a good place to be to control the income, you know, incoming food. Uh -huh. So, you know, I, I went back up and, you know, the, the smartest thing I ever did was when I got married to Yvonne, I decided I wasn't going to screw this up because it was so good for me. Mm. I quit drinking alcohol. Okay. This is 1997. All right. Excellent. So, three years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't had mm -hmm. a problem. And this is, most people are saying, what do you mean? You didn't go to the 12-step program? I said, no, I just, I realized that, you know, all the mistakes I had made previously was due to the alcohol. Ah, mm -hmm. The alcohol made me stupid. Mm -hmm. Say yes when I should have mm -hmm. said no. Mm -hmm. It made me hang out with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. It made me do drugs that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, all that stuff was because uh -huh. of the alcohol. When I quit the alcohol, I became super in control that's one thing you know i hope most people get from it is i know everybody's got to have their beer they got to have their wine i understand it's a great thing but for me <laughs> for me i was out of control and and wow. I, I nipped it in the bud when i got married to yvonne because i wanted to be a good husband finally <laughs> and a good father to her daughter Gigi and stephanie <laughs> <laughs> now we have grandchildren uh -huh. <laughs> 
instant family. And uh, awesome. They look up to me and, and they treat me, you know, GD calls me dad. And there you go. Jacob, uh, our oldest, uh, not our oldest grandson, but uh, second oldest grandson. He's staying mm -hmm. with us right now. He's, he's living with us right now. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, isn't that what it's about? It's all about family now. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to stick around, man. I don't mm -hmm. waste away and have people there you go. sitting at my deathbed, you know. And, right. Oh, God, you, you, if only you had <laughs> If only, right. If only. <laughs> I want to be a bright light. Mm -hmm. And then someday when I'm in my 110th. There you go. Excellent. I, I, I in my sleep, go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm putting it in here. Uh-huh. And, and it, you know, there you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you can't predict your future. I uh, got you. Got you. As like I mean, you've had your 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 highs and lows and all that, and business wise. Yeah. Um, what advice would you offer to like to those people that are that are coming up in the business, both post COVID and 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 pre COVID? I mean, what what advice would you have to offer to to those that are coming up in the business? Well, if I were if I known if I had known what I know now back in say nineteen seventy nine. Mm -hmm. When I make money, I would have put some away or mm. I would have invested or asked around and, and say, okay, what's a, what's a good investment? Great advice. Um, but never plan on money to always be coming in. Great advice. Great. Especially mm -hmm. if you're a musician. Oh my Especially. God. Especially. <laughs> Even if you've got, you know, if, it, if something hits and mm -hmm. you're like, it's being showered on you. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you're getting these $60,000 royalty checks. Mm -hmm. People are not used to having money. What do they do? Go they nuts. Stuff and they give it away. And, and you know, no, no, you, you plan your money for when you get into your seventies. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure that you have a plan for your retirement mm -hmm. or for when those lean years come about, come by. Mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. Like the ones we're, experiencing now mm -hmm. if you are smart about that early on with your money and try and control your you know needs mm -hmm. wants, the unlimited wants and needs of human beings right um, try and live you know without being extravagant and i mean there's always <laughs> you know if you're a billionaire there's there's a way to to spend that billion dollars mm -hmm. always a way to spend money mm -hmm million different ways of spending money in this country mm -hmm. it's in this country wow <laughs> right you take whatever it is you make 
and pay yourself for when you're 70 years old. Now, I never pay yourself for when you're 70 years old. Yeah. Or when you decide you're not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not going to mm -hmm. work. Or you want to go on a vacation. You want to live somewhere else. You want to mm -hmm. you know, do like if if the uh, current administration continues for the next four years, I'm out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my Republican friends and family. I'm gone. Uh, I'm going to Barcelona, Spain. There you go. Yeah. And I've been there, and it's uh -huh. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. But I like those words, though. You pay pay yourself for your future. You know, whatever future that is. You know, like it's, whether it be seventy or whether it be a vacation, whether it be whatever. Pay yourself now for that future. Plan for that. Plan for that. Because mm -hmm. you, you know, young and you're talented, you're gonna make money right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People love to watch young people be talented. <laughs> so, but you also have to be smart about what you're getting paid. You have to know what your worth is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, you know, I I was on the bandwagon with Spyro, and basically whatever they gave me, I was like, yeah, sure, thanks. You know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. It seemed like a lot of money at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. wasn't what for what I was doing, for what I was playing at the time, for what I was writing. The, mm -hmm. the deal sucked. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know that then. I thought it was mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Find out mm -hmm. from people who are in the business, your elders, the ones that have been doing it for a million years. Find out what the the right price is for you. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is the mm -hmm. right area of normalcy for, mm -hmm. for um, your talent? You know, mm -hmm. and then. Mm -hmm. uh, Put that money away, plan, you know, obviously you got to pay your bills and, you know, try not to live way above your means. Um, right. That I, I had done wrong. Ah. I, I blew it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back in the 80s, I was getting big royalty checks from all the records that were being sold. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the smartest thing I did was buy a, a, condom, a condominium in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. 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 Six, I think I was. I divorced my first wife, and I bought right. New Jersey. Uh huh. Uh -huh. That turned this into is... the ten of it. And... <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's really sad though too. I mean, like I said, I mean, great great advice that you're offering, and and smart advice and all that. How many people are going to listen to this and listen to it from from a pro, from a veteran, and not heed that advice? You know. And that's, that's, to me, that's like the sad part, you know? Well, they say it's, it's, it's backwards. I mean, we, you know, the youth is wasted on the young and it's because- So true. Get all these energies when we're young and we want to mm -hmm. go out and experience the world and I want the best mm -hmm. of this. And I, you know, I want to like, hey, that's a new thing. Let me try that, you know? And, mm -hmm. and there's mm -hmm. all this, you know, experimentation and, you know, hey, it's all been done already, folks. It's so done. true. Yeah, I mean, there would be so many great musicians who would still be with us today if they hadn't gone that route. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So with 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 that, let's let's go. Let's move now. We're going to move over to the positive part of the, the positive part. Um, you and Jazzbridge. Yep. Your future. What's what's that looking like? I mean, you know, based on this mm, <laughs> great great stuff coming out of Jazzbridge. Positive part. <laughs> <laughs> I heard an interview uh, recently with uh, Quincy Jones and somebody. Uh, another hero of mine. Yeah, me too. Uh -huh. me too. Mm -hmm. 
to ask Quincy, uh, so what, you know, what's your take on the uh, current, you know, music industry? And he said, without, without, beat me without a beat, he said, what music industry? Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, we're on our own, folks. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you mm -hmm. learn how to get on these social medias. You learn how to take the money that you have made and, and you know, invest it in your own brand. Mm -hmm. um, I've, heard, I've been learning about funnel marketing. I'm learning about that right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's, there's so many ways of making your own money. Mm -hmm. That you don't need record companies anymore. You don't need. I mean, it's nice to to be a member of uh, you know your royalties royalty chains like BMI or ASCAP and of course mm -hmm. Sound Exchange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to read. You got to get out there and learn. Get about smart. It. Get and, smart. And Jazz Bridge was always a you know that was the thing that my wife suggested. You know why don't we mm -hmm. you know, make a record label? Because obviously, oh, wow. because after GRP with that first record that I put out, that sold a record called Extremities. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think I sold the last statement I saw on Extremities was like twenty four thousand units. Okay. Okay. Days, good numbers. Mm -hmm. You're right. Right. Mm -hmm. Doom. Mm -hmm. so they cut mm -hmm. me. You know, they, they got rid of me. You know, mm -hmm. no longer a record deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my wife said, well, you know, record companies aren't going to, you know, take you on. So uh, let's just make our own label. And I said, do you know how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> now, my wife, Yvonne, is a, used to work for KPMG Pete Marwick as ah. a um, uh, regulatory advisory practice attorney. Uh. <laughs> so very smart lady. Uh, I'm very, very blessed. There you go. That's why I quit. Because mm. I, I wanted to make sure that I was worthy of this relationship. Oh, awesome. He has That's taught great. Me so much about mm -hmm. my business mm -hmm. that I had no idea how stupid I had been. Mm -hmm. so, uh, she, she really, like, you know, spearheaded a lot of the things that I do on a regular basis, like making sure a lot of things are in writing and have letters of intent. and. When people come into my studio, you know, making an, an agreement, you know, this is what you're mm -hmm. going to pay me, and this is what I'm going to give you as a result. Mm -hmm. Get it signed, and get it signed, you know. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not something that you know you want uh, as as your high price, mm -hmm. work with musicians who find out what they can afford, ah. and then mm -hmm. work with that. But get it in writing, you know. Got it. Say I don't do it with everybody, but. Uh, she taught me a lot. And Jazz Bridge, again, became this label that I could put my solo records on. Mm -hmm. And But what we did find out that we didn't know at the time is you have to have money to make money in this. In Man, this. I've said that for years. <laughs> I've always said, you got to have, right. A hundred grand in, in marketing and, pub, and you know, uh, you know, so we didn't have that. And I put it out there and little by little, it, it you know, it sold. The CDs, you know, sold, and I was able to, you know, sign them, and and I got a lot of sales that way. Mm -hmm. But now, mm -hmm. there's nothing. I mean, streaming is right, right. You basically write music to let people know that you you exist. Mm -hmm. 
And if they like what you're doing, which they got for free. Right. That's true. They call you and give you a gig. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. That's true. And now we don't have a gig. <laughs> but is this, the, is this still the positive part of the interview? <laughs> okay. It, it gets better, Eddie. It gets better. Okay. <laughs> I, started doing, I started doing Facebook Live concerts. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Here, you know, during this. Mm -hmm. That was fun. I had a bass player. His name is Dave Ostrom. Mm -hmm. Amazing bass player in this town. Mm -hmm. he and I did some piano and bass duets in my uh, in my foyer, and uh, we had people online that you know paid to see the concert. Nice, all good. You know, mm -hmm. we got a little bit of money for it. Mm -hmm. it start, you know. Okay, right. New norm. Mm -hmm. Facebook stopped allowing copyrighted material, even if shut it down. Even if it's your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here going, what are we going to do? What right. Do so I have this right. team, we call it the Jazz Bridge team. Uh, my wife uh, has a daughter who's getting ready to get married to a, a guy who knows this funnel marketing thing. And he got on board with me, uh, with his partner. And they got me doing the Zoom thing now. So mm -hmm. OBS, I thought that would just stream right up to Facebook Live or YouTube. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. but no, you got you to gotta use Zoom. So we're going to plan our next live uh, a concert uh, on Zoom. It's going to be October 15th. October 15th. Okay. It's going to be like what you're seeing here. Dude, and that's, that's awesome. I mean, it's, that's really cool what you have there. Like I said, I love the camera setups and all that stuff. And the auto, the auto camera is like, wow, that's what it's supposed to be like. We do the the concert though. I'm gonna have Yvonne, my wife Yvonne, actually switching, because you gotta have somebody direct. Okay. Okay. You can't just go on the automated thing because it might be a bass solo and it's like. On right. The, the camera's still focused on. I go to that camera. Right. Right. Okay. I think it's gonna be a really good concert. And we're we're playing all original material of mine, starting nice. with a couple of songs from the extremities. Mm -hmm. you know. mm -hmm. All the way through now of spiral things that I'm going to do in, as in trio form. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> great musicians, uh, great time, great hang. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. We're going to let people in on it, you know. It's okay. the uh, cover tunes or anything like that. It's going to be all improvisational stuff. Okay. Material that I had already uh, released on either Jazz Bridge Music or from the uh, first solo record I did in 1990. Got you. Okay. Um, and, and since you mentioned that, um, designate, Designated Planets, was that your last solo CD? No, or? I, uh, I did you a, didn't have another. I did a live trio recording okay. in Bern, Switzerland. Oh, nice. I a was, live trio. Yeah, I was called to do uh, this place in Bern called Marion's Jazz Room. Okay. And it's a really great little club. You know, it's very, you know, uh, it looks like a, somebody's living room it, it's just mm -hmm. a uh, place to play they got right. a nice, you got a nice steinway there you know small one but it's a steinway. and i brought that's how i got to know dave ostrom uh, the bass player that i i do these uh live concerts with mm -hmm. and andrea d'angelo drummer mm -hmm. from italy uh, yeah is here okay he went out there and it, it was just so much fun when you, yeah when you, it sounds like it was 
we did 11 shows, uh, mostly standards, but mm -hmm. also uh, original material. Nice. My, my MacBook Pro. There you go. Like a Tascam interface. Uh-huh. Ah. Like 12 channels in or something like that. Uh-huh. And, mm -hmm. and I recorded every show. Wow. A couple of mics on the piano, uh, four or five mics on the drums. Okay. A couple of inputs from the bass. And, nice. Uh, just that Look at that. Just that simple. <laughs> yeah. And I brought it home. I recorded it at highest resolution, 96K, 24-bit. Brought mm -hmm. it home and mixed it and put it out. And mm -hmm. I still have another CD's worth on that. Wow. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out what it's going to cost to, to pay Harry Fox. <laughs> right. Oh, that part. That part there. Um, and what's, what's the name of that CD? Tom Schumann Trio, live at Marion's Jazz Room. Awesome. 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 You go to jazzbridge.com, J-A-Z-Z-B-R-I-D-G-E.com. Mm -hmm. You'll see, you know, all of the CDs I've had. Okay. And there's a link to my studio as well, the shoeboxstudios.com. Okay. Okay. So jazz, jazzbridge.com, that's everything Tom Schumann. Yeah. Sweet. And, and, you know, the Jazzbridge label, what I've released on Jazzbridge. Okay. I'm doing singles now. I'm not doing full CDs. I've decided to just do what, I, what comes naturally and develop it and produce it and polish it and uh, master it and put it out as a single. Less Less stress. <laughs> yeah, and if I do have a collection of singles that, you know, nine or ten songs, I'll probably press CDs of that. So when I do a gig, I can sell them at the gig because you can oh, still sell. Right, 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 right. Sell your CD at a gig. I don't know. It's because you're signing it, and they use it for. <laughs> uh huh. Right. <laughs> Right. I, I got to tell you, um, um, of course, you know, I, I, I did investigate as far as Tom Schumann. And I'm like, wait a minute, is he related to the uh, classical guy from way back then, Robert Schumann? Robert Schumann uh, uh -huh. is, I think, a German guy. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and he has two N's at the end of his. Name. Yes, yes. And that's, you know, so I just wanted you to know that I did, I did look, I did check. <laughs> so. I have a story that my wife tells me I shouldn't tell, but I always, I'm proud of it. Please, um, thank you. My father, Wally Schumann, who is the bass player I told you about, mm -hmm. was adopted. He was, he, not, was... he was not originally named Schumann. Oh, okay. He was adopted by a guy named Bill Schumann, or William Schumann, which was okay. my middle name. Mm -hmm. He came from Austria. So he was from like the Vienna, Austria area. Okay. His, he's a Jewish man. Uh, his original name was Zuchman, which was S-U-C-H-M-A-N. Okay. My take on it was uh, during the 40s, he somehow flipped those letters and changed his name to Schumann because it passed as German. Uh-huh. And uh -huh. I, he escaped the Hitler, you know, SS regime, whatever, wow. and made it to the United States. So that's how my father got the name Schumann. His original name is McArdle. McArdle. McArdle, which is okay. Irish. Uh, right, right. <laughs> right. Irish, German, just, just international. <laughs> so. I'm Irish by blood. There you go. There you go. Well, listen, Tom, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. I mean, this was, this was a treat for me. I mean, you know, being keyboardist and all that. And like I said, just following some of the stuff you've done over the years, man, this is incredible. Thank you so much. Really and appreciate it. Now too. I'm, I'm going to follow you on your... Uh, 
your uh, web. And uh, if you got a gig go going on somewhere, I'll be there, man. Please, please. And likewise, likewise, I'll be checking out Jazz Bridge. And again, uh, you were talking about like the things you have coming up. On, on, is it Facebook Live? You're going to be doing a live thing on Facebook? No, it'll be on Zoom. But I, on I, Zoom. I'm okay. not absolutely sure how that's going to be marketed. So that's, okay. not, that's up to my team Jazz Bridge guys. His team Jazz Bridge guys. Yeah, they'll be it. out there. I gave them, you know, uh, access to my Facebook page and, you know, they'll, they'll be advertising it. And they'll be saying, well, you know, if you want your Zoom link, go to this page and, you mm -hmm. know, pay your mm -hmm. money and then you'll get your link to mm -hmm. come join us on October 15th. I, I gotta ask you real, real quick. Speaking of Zoom, have you run into how many? Have you run into a lot of people where you know you assume that they under they know what Zoom is and how to get there and all that, and they don't? We're all learning as we go, man. Right. Okay. I really just learned about all of this stuff the past couple of months. Okay. Okay. Because of YouTube, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It taught me everything that I needed to get and put together. I found the cheapest way to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, uh, my, my friend, Philip Ingram, uh, lead singer with Switch and uh, James, James's younger brother. Um, he was the one that told me about Zoom and he said he had been using it for like two or three years now. I'm like, what? How come we don't know about this until now? And literally I get on and it's because we need it now, you know? Um, um, and I remember I, I reached out to my family. I'm like, okay, listen, because of all this, I'm not going to be getting on an airplane anytime soon. I'm not going to be traveling anytime soon. So pretty much like every couple of weeks, we'll all get together on Zoom and communicate that way. You know, and I would stay in touch with like bands that I play with the same way, you know. There's a lot of musicians out there that are doing it almost daily uh, and mm. playing for basically nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I hope that changes because, uh, you know, no matter what it is, if you're creative and you're and you're putting it out there, you should get paid. Thank you. Right. <laughs> you know, too many people are out there just giving it up and uh -huh. they're enjoying. Mm -hmm playing obviously it's fun mm -hmm. but if you're a professional mm -hmm. then you should get paid a lot of people forget that this is still a business it's still business you know even me you know with my professional career and everything i hope i get some people to log in mm -hmm. some might say well geez i can i can watch all these footage of chicoria you know doing a whole bunch <laughs> of, you know, i don't need to see tom schumann you know and pay money mm -hmm. um, well it's it's still a, a struggle and mm -hmm. I am, well, I've gotten through this year. I mean, we're towards the end of it. I'm wondering about 2021. Man. Oh, right. That right. We've got Same. almost 50 gigs already with Spyro Gyra. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the gigs were supposed to be, you know, going right. year, just all got postponed to next year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll be busy next year if. Right. Right. You know, big word if. <laughs> big word. And it, it's something to. A lot, to, to with, a lot has to do with the administration. Mm, has, mm -hmm. You know, because this current administration loves fear, loves mm -hmm. making everybody scared. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. and, 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 mm -hmm. uh, and if you don't vote for him, you got, he's got people with guns that are cutting. There we Right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, everybody now knows where I stand. Hey, <laughs> and that's okay, because everybody else has a stand, so it's all good. It's all I good. I want to send out my love and my appreciation Please. to all the great people that, you know, 
are doing the right thing. And, and, and my condolences to all the beautiful people who have lost their lives, their family, through police brutality and all of the COVID uh, deaths. I mean, it's just been horrendous, horrendous year, the worst year ever. And you know, we're, I always say this too shall pass. So just stay safe. Wear your masks, wash your hands a lot, you know, try not to touch anybody unless you're living with them. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously mm -hmm. nice to have one person that you can hug, you know. Right, right, right. Work it out, get it, get it done, and we'll get through this. Excellent. Tom Schumann. <laughs> thank you for being on, thank you for being on the playground. Where the players play. And if you saw Tom, that's what this show is about, you know, playing, you know, because we want to hear you play. We want to we want to hear you share your knowledge. We really do. So thank you so much for that. You yeah, know. It was like a playground. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again for the different camera views. I mean, I was sitting here writing down as you were talking about the camera views and all that. Because again, like I said, I'm, I'm teaching piano. I'm trying to figure out my way through the whole Zoom thing. So thank you for that as well. And I'm sure everybody that's watching this are going to take a lot from this. Logitech webcams are the best. There you go. <laughs> okay. C920 awesome. The best. I'm sorry, say again? Logitech C920s. Okay, C920. Got it. Got it. Awesome. And you have four of them, you said? Four of them around your room? Well, I have, I have one C920, but I went to Sam's Club and they had, for a little less money, uh, I forget the name of it, but uh, it's the one I'm looking at right now. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really good, so I'm probably going to have to go and get another one but there you go <laughs> i have to write wait for the right time <laughs> but uh, there you go learning all this stuff i mean awesome awesome do. i have nothing <laughs> else to do so i'm going to learn this and uh, there you go now's the time giving me the opportunity to talk about myself and i hope i didn't bore everybody no please please like i said this is master class and thank you for for making it that i really appreciate it i mean from the bottom of my heart and thank you for agreeing to do this man i mean I, I, with your like you said, we're, we're not really doing anything, but I mean, with you, I mean, you've got so much that you can do and that you are doing, and, and thank you for sharing your time with us. Well, really it helped that you have a, you know, a presence online, and, and I was able to learn a lot about you, and thank you. it just made me want to meet you. And, and thank you. Know, thank you. We're, we're both fellow keyboardists, and you play trombone. That's, oh, oh yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great, man. I can't get a thank sound you. any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you awesome well listen to you the best the best for your future and we'll we'll definitely be talking i mean since we're both here you know i look forward to getting together with you and sitting with you and and and, and learning a lot more from you i really do i really do so to you the best to you best to your family and until next time my friend thank you again for being on the playground where the players play okay <laughs>